Hello, thanks for tuning in. So I want to talk about creative letdowns. And I'm going to start by telling you a story of my biggest creative letdown. I've had a few, but this was this was one of the biggest ones. So my third dance film was Shine. We spent a lot of time in multiple shoots, multiple places. I had two locations for that three. I had three locations for that film shoot. And we worked really hard. I spent half that film shoot was was spent with my own money. I spent $1500 of my own money and by the grace of God raised so about 1500 in donations as well to make that happen. Now, we got to the end of the shoot and we transferred the files over to the drive. And just by my saying that, you might know where this is going, those of you in film. Yes, it's your very worst nightmare. Um, during the transfer, the footage got corrupted. And then I told the... But when I watched the footage, um, like I could tell something was wrong because there were all these like big blocks in the, in the footage. But I was under the impression that that was just my low-quality laptop trying to process HD footage, and I told the cameraman that he could wipe his memory cards. So, every scrap of usable footage is in that finished music video. I do the same season like three or four times. I had the most killer jump gone. Completely gone. Like, it's... I have a photo of it, and I can... It might be on Inverse Dream. It might be It might be somewhere on Inverse Dream. Uh, Facebook.com slash Inverse Dream. But anyways, so I had the most killer jump where I jumped and I... It was a so... Yeah, I don't even remember the term. Anyways, it looked ridiculous. It was like a Don Q jump, but as a... Soda Shaw. Nerd people will know my speak. Basically, I made professional dancers look at me like, wait, what did you do? Yeah, kind of proud of that. Kind of died in the editing room floor. So, my editor took the drive, looked at it on a good computer, said, this is corrupted. He had to, like, wade through all of that stuff, put together the little bit that was good. Let me tell you, releasing that dance film felt so demoralizing. I knew we'd captured on photo film, and it was absolutely devastating. It was, it was really difficult for me to send it out and be proud of it. And the beauty of art is that when you aim high, you, when you shoot for the moon and you land among the stars, that dance film, with all of its usable footage still inspires people. There was still enough of the story left because we'd had so many takes, because we had so much footage, that little percentage that survived managed to tell the story. That is a miracle. So I consider myself lucky that I was able to get the story out of it. We did reshoot a couple things, but I consider myself lucky. So, some some people lose their entire editing and their entire equipment setup, you know. So, 
how do you overcome creative um, creative struggles? And in my case, I'm specifically going to talk about when you put something out there and there's just this emotional letdown. I used to look to my art to validate me and look to other people's responses to that art to validate me. That lasts for about five seconds. And I've been doing this for about nine years. I filmed my first dance film in 2008. And it's 2017. It's 2018. I've been doing this for almost 10 years. And that feeling of fulfillment that comes from finishing a piece of art lasts about five seconds. So the big question is, what do you do? Um, what, what, what do you do? What I have learned is to not expect anything. And this is true for a lot of different areas in life, but I've learned to put th something out there to give and not expect anything back. I, I accept the, those five seconds of fulfillment because they do happen and there is that joy. But I keep my vision forward and I look back, I, I look forward to the continuing process of making my art. That is what, that vision is what fulfills me. It's knowing that I have the power to create something that didn't exist before. And by doing that, I am imitating the creator God who made me. That is a rewarding feeling. I rejoice in the process. I rejoice in the discipline of showing up and doing something. And even though it doesn't reach my standard, it communicates the idea successfully that I was aiming for. And... There was a choreographer who was obsessing over his choreography one time, and I told him, you know, when you aim per for perfection, we see beauty. And those words have come back to encourage me. When I aim for perfection, when, when I do something for myself and I have no nervousness about it, I'm not doing it for perfection. And then other people do see the beauty. And obviously, as I continue to improve my craft and gain skill, it will become more and more of an exceptional... My work will continue to have more of that special magic that art is supposed to have that we know we can infuse into it. But it's okay to just keep looking towards the work and not make any one artwork the fulfillment of our soul, of our life. And I, I heard on a, a podcast one time recently, actually it was CGP Grey and Brady, I believe, on Hello Internet. And they were talking, it was the episode called um, Break the Emergency Glass, something to that effect. So they asked each other these random questions <clears throat> so they asked each other these random questions, and one of them was, would you rather be a one-hit wonder, or 
would you rather have multiple albums that hit the charts over a long period of time and they end up in the top 40 but you never had a number one and to me the answer is obvious you want the longevity you want the albums that are full of quality you don't want the earworm that's here today and then becomes background in a retail store tomorrow you want something that resonates with people because then they will come to your shows and I've done a lot of studying of the music industry business model. The money comes for the artists when they make their shows. That's that live magic spark of seeing John Foreman of Switchfoot on stage in person, which I have never experienced, but it's on my hit list. Um, that magic cannot be faked by a video or even a live stream. Because when you're when you have that moment where you can make eye contact with the audience, and I've been on on a few performing stages, and let me tell you a quick story. I was in the Nutcracker. I was 14 years old, and during rehearsal, it was the party scene. I was the nanny, and during rehearsal, I had picked up the hobby horse and I had ridden off stage. And I made the other crew members, the cast members, laugh. Like, one of them was completely doubled over in laughter. And I got the, the thumbs up to do that on stage. And I was able to time that moment of picking up the hobby horse and riding it off stage in such a way that I made the entire audience laugh. At 14 years old, that was a milestone of my life. That was one of the beautiful shining moments in my life when I realized I was funny. I I took that action because I had a different perspective on the world and I just wanted to enjoy riding the hobby horse and I made people laugh and that oof, that was foundational to me realizing who I was. But back to the point, back to the point, back to the point, that moment happened because it was live and it wouldn't have been quite as funny if it was recorded. There are definitely things that are funny recorded, but they're funnier the first time you see them. And there's certain things that you just had to be there for. So back to the back to the back to the topic. Overcoming creative letdowns is not about keeping your eyes fixed on accomplishing different pieces of art and getting your fulfillment out of them. The, the only way I know to overcome creative letdown is to stay focused on the process of creating and make that the goal. Because if you're focused on the process of creating, then you will create those pieces of art that are magical. And there will be that occasional artistic thing that comes out of you that just really satisfies you and you're really, really proud of. And that's good. Go for that. I'm not saying don't go for that. I'm saying let that be a byproduct of your primary focus. Now, the bigger question is, not the bigger question, but the next question is, how do we stay focused on the creative process? Well, I think I need to film and record another podcast for that. 
My name is Meg. I love my Jesus, and I believe in living inside out. Thank you so much for listening. Now it's your turn. Go live it.